1: And you're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy, recorded at our studio in the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County, Dublin. Now, we want to give a shout-out to two of our uh, current show sponsors. And we're very grateful, by the way, uh, to all of our show sponsors for uh, joining in, supporting Opinions Matter. And, uh, by the way, if you uh, run a business and you'd like to advertise on this podcast, you can send us an email to all opinions. Show at gmail.com. Now, uh, who do we want to give a shout out to? Now,
2: if you are in the market for a new job or new career change, as many of you probably are, uh, our friends at recruit.ie have recently launched their brand new app. Now, this app is amazing. I have it on my phone, and this makes it easier than ever before to find your dream job. You can browse hundreds of jobs from Ireland's leading employers and apply for a job in one tap. The days of going from door to door with a big bag of CVs in your pocket are long since gone thanks to the guys at Recruit.ie, because you can literally browse and apply for a job by using their app. Search for the Recruit.ie app in your app store now. You'll also get access to amazing virtual recruitment fairs, free career advice, and much, much more. Besides, I cannot recommend this more. Download the new Recruit.ie app today and find your new dream job, which is... It's waiting for you. It's literally there. It's sitting there waiting, waiting for you. Yeah.
1: And the other show sponsor that we want to give a shout-out to is Safe. Which is a new book which tells the true story of Priscilla and Amy Granger's escape from domestic violence and their subsequent work to prevent others from suffering. Now, reviews from readers of the book to date have called it sensational, compelling, and filled with heart. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy of the book, it's only available from this website. safe-thebook.ie safe-thebook.ie Go on to that website and you can order a paperback or ebook format of the book for just fourteen ninety dollars is an amazing read, it really is, and an inspiring story, so if you'd like to get your hands on a copy of the book uh, visit the website safe-thebook.ie so what do we want to talk about on this latest opinions matter podcast a guy called damien has been in contact with us i want to read exactly what he uh, said to us lads last year i took a job in the city center as a hairstylist I'd been in the city centre, uh, hadn't been in the city centre in years, and I can't get over what Dublin city centre is like now. It's ruined by junkies. I've seen them in the morning buying drugs and injecting. When I'm going home, I see them terrorising and hassling tourists. They've made it a no-go area. I hate working in the city. O'Connell Street is like a zombie movie, and it definitely puts people off going into the city to shop. My own mother won't go near the kip. Can they not be rounded up or moved on when they're hanging around causing hassle? I'm sick of them, junkies, sick of them. They are just a nuisance, says Damo. Now, I'm only reading what Damo wrote. I wouldn't normally, uh, of late, uh, use the word uh, junkie. I kind of knocked it on the head when I got oh. into a bit of trouble last year over,
2: Do you gone. remember. Oh, you are letting them bully you into no, no, not no. You're not woke, are you? No, I'm not, no. Um... Anyway, I don't think the issue here, every time we discuss something about drug addicts, I don't want this to become a bigger issue about whether or not the the word junkie is acceptable or not. If someone wants to use the word junkie, they can use the word junkie, okay? Um, That's not what the issue is here, whether or not the word junkie, it's a bad word, they don't like it being used. So what? So what? People can use whatever words they want. Um, You have to agree with them. I don't think you're going to find one caller today who um, who disagrees with what he's saying. Have you ever been Have you been in the city centre recently? I have, yeah. I brought the kids in about two weeks ago when they were on the school holidays. I brought them into town for the day. Um, there was a particular shop they wanted to go to that was right in the city centre. Now, generally, I would not darken the door of O'Connell Street. I think O'Connell Street is a dirty, addict-ridden kip. Uh, I think O'Connell Street is, Parnell Street, which is perpendicular to it, at uh, the other street, which I ended up going down because I had to get a park. The, the one behind O'Connell Street. Behind O'Connell Street. Behind O'Connell Street. Oh, where the Lewis track runs along. No, no. Is there a Lewis track there? Is yeah. it Marlborough Street? Marlborough Street. The Lewis Gee, runs along there, yeah. Oh, my God. It was It was like a scene from Michael Jackson's thriller. No, relax there. Stop exaggerating. Okay, well, I was well, only then, on Marlborough Street okay, two wasn't weeks a, ago. Okay, there was a fellow with a red no. leather jacket yeah. going around going, hee-hee. But you get the point I was trying to make. It's full of... Addicts and I would imagine that is a turn. Let, let, let me g- give you an example I'll give you an example. There's no other capital city that I know of in the world where you would go and see that many junkies in the city center. certainly been to New York many times you won't see a junkie uh, around Times Square you, you literally won't. I've never ever seen one in all the years I'm going there. You go to Madrid again you won't you won't see them Yet in Dublin it's just a wash. A wash with junkies, and it's going to put off tourists. In fact, did you read out a couple of the messages that came in already? No, I'm about to. Yeah, well, um, do, do. Okay, so um, Adrienne
1: said on our Facebook, she said I overheard two American men talking when I was in town. They said they thought Dublin was a great place and wouldn't come back when they were talking a junkie was begging them for money and the man said sorry we don't carry cash i was mortified says adrian i don't understand that bit they said they thought dublin was a great place but they wouldn't come back yeah it'd be because of the amount of addicts i think that's the point that he's trying to make okay and then another one says i used to always go into town but in the last few years it's like a scene from the walking dead no i mean Everett the exaggerator uh, even Grafton Street is full of them. The city even stinks of weed smoke. The uh, tune Dirty Old Town comes to mind for a capital city. It's an embarrassment, so, says Did Lisa. you not say a year
2: ago that down by the the, the the Liffey and the canal was junky? What was the word you had? No, I said O'Connell Street was junky central. Junky central. That's, that's what, what I said. said yeah. and That's what I got into trouble over. Well, you didn't get into trouble over
1: it. I did. They weren't happy. The lads weren't happy. Uh, and as I said, they're just two of the comments that have come in on our uh, Facebook. So the question we're asking you is... Do you agree that the city centre in Dublin has been ruined by uh, drug addicts? That's the question that we're asking you. Our number is 085-825-2626. You can send us a WhatsApp or a WhatsApp voice note to that number. Constance, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Constance? I'm good. How
3: are you guys?
1: Uh, Good, thank you. So, uh, Damien believes that uh, drug addicts have destroyed Dublin city centre. that it is not a nice place to visit not a nice uh, it's a dangerous place and it's all because of drug addicts what do you think of that?
3: 100% I agree 100% the amount of times my husband works in the city centre now he used to work in the spa on Dame Street and I used to drop him into work and every single day I drove down Dame Street I saw dodgy looking characters and it was quite obvious they were doing drug deals in broad daylight and not one guard to be seen inside and I've seen it nearly on a daily basis dropping my husband
1: into work. And are they causing a nuisance or are they just there?
3: Uh, Well, like I wrote in a comment on your thread, one one morning I dropped my husband in and he was only out of the car half a second And this junkie was trying to get money off him. And he said no. And lucky, I was quick enough to lock the doors. But then she saw my bag on the floor in the car and she tried to open my car door. And then she tried to open the passenger door and I just sped off. I couldn't wait to get out of the city centre. Like I rarely even go shopping in the city. And that's centre That's what I was about anymore. to
1: ask. Uh, other than dropping your uh, husband into work, do you ever go into the city?
3: On the rare occasion, but it would be the, excep-
1: uh, the exception rather than the rule.
3: Yeah, probably only. I'd say I was in the city centre to get a few bits over the Christmas, but other than that, I go to Liffey Valley. I go to Blanchardstown. And uh, not- do you feel safer? I feel safer in the shopping centres, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. And
1: is it just drug addicts or is it just antisocial behaviour uh, in general? Or is it the drug addicts that are that are destroying the city centre?
3: I wouldn't say it's all down to drug, a- drug addicts. It's the antisocial behaviour as well. Sure, look at that woman that was just leaving work and the teenager killed her. Like, it's just not safe. And I even like i'm thirty two now, um when I was a teenager, I used to go out in town all the time, but my friends don't really go out in Dublin anymore just because the level of crime the it's dangerous. Just avoid it at all costs when I can. Which is a really sad state
1: of affairs that you're saying that you avoid our capital city, which should be the city that we're most proud of. uh, You avoid it at all costs. Yeah, 100%. All right. We'll stay there for one second, if you can, please, uh, Constance. Yeah. Um, Steve, you're on. Opinions matter. How are you, Steve? Well, as uh, are we. Go. Uh, good, thank you, Steve. Um, you're angry listening to Constance. Why?
4: Basically, I, I remember coming onto the show about a year ago, maybe maybe less, and I had said to you guys that I had started drinking alcohol, um, where I had never done that before, mm-hmm. and I found myself in several several positions, several times, actually. During, you know, drinking alcohol, where I've drank myself into a state, I felt depressed and lonely, and all the usual that comes along with drinking alcohol. And that gave me kind of a threat on looking at junkies in town. Now, I don't find all junkie offensive, so I'm going to use it for this conversation. But I, when I see a homeless person or a junky person sitting on the ground, cold, miserable, raining, You know, whereas before I thought they were human garbage. That's exactly what I thought they were. And then after I seen that there is a human side to everybody, to every single person who's sitting on that ground is a person. Behind them is a real human being with real struggles and real problems. But all we get presented with is the fascia, the front of these people, which just looks in bits and looks like we can't trust them. We don't know what's going on inside. And we quickly step over these people and walk past them. So now I have got huge sympathies for the, these people and I feel that it is completely unnecessary for these people to be out on the streets because if we look at the reason that, that's happened like COVID you know everybody was able to <clears throat> chip in and help out and put procedures in place or what happened in the Ukraine you know it just seems that if it's not getting global uh, recognition that the problem is ignored completely and I think it's about time that people actually done something about the, the, the junkies literally living on our streets people homeless people with real feelings and real families who could
2: contribute to society we just put a little bit of effort in. And said okay, so hang on ask them a question. I want to ask you a question, uh Steve. Um because you're coming yeah. you're coming down hard on Constance there. How many uh drug addicts have you taken into your house to look after? Absolutely none because there I you don't go. have there the room. But go. Go. I, ah, none. You. But so, I've I, no yeah. hold on hold on a second. Hold on. No, the old account, <clears> the, yeah, I don't trust have me. the room. No, well, hang Jeremy, you, Jeremy no but hang me. on you've been spouting off there for the last five minutes saying we need to do this, we need to do that. Yeah. And then I ask you what do you do and you say absolutely nothing.
4: Okay. So First of all, I have a one-year-old child in the house. And to say that I would just allow a random stranger, a drug addict, to stay in the house, of course that that would be a very stupid thing to do. I'm not asking people to open up their doors. That's not what I'm asking people to do. I'm trying to change people's minds to realise. Okay, so you want. So you.
1: You've had an epiphany, basically. Um, You uh, used to look at uh, drug addicts as human waste. Now you Mm. um, are looking at them with more of a heart. Basically, is that what you're saying? And 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 we should all do the same thing.
4: I'm seeing them for what they really are, with these human beings. They're just hidden amongst all that. Sad. Okay, all. so when you hear
1: um, uh, Damien, who's the guy who contacted us in the first place, saying that uh, drug addicts are literally destroying the centre of our uh, of our capital city,
4: uh, does he not have a point? Yeah, absolutely, he does. Of course, he has a point, and, and 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 that should be one of the points of contention where we say, okay, here's the thing: we have all of these people who are walking around mindless, uh, causing crime. Um, but still they are people they need help but we get them off the street and we oh. get them into some sort of rehab have help
2: Hang on now, let, let me stop you there There, if we, if we if we get them help I'm just seeing figures here in front of me that in the last five years yeah five years yeah. one billion not million billion euro has been send, spent on uh, the drugs crisis and um, treating drug addicts uh, because I assume you you realise you meant the amount of people that are on methadone. Methadone doesn't come free; it doesn't just Absolutely. doesn't just fall off the trees yep. right like that Methadone is very expensive. Okay, um, treatment centres are very expensive. So one billion has been spent in the last five years, and that that's not enough. No, we need you know, throw another two. No, I'm
4: no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Again, I am not familiar with the workings of the government on how it actually deals no, but with the am no, no, but I'm telling you, a billion,
2: no, but a billion euro has been spent in, uh, in the last okay. five years. Right, excellent. You've, you've said that.
4: But that's that, it's obviously not being spent in the right place. Clearly, it's not being spent in the right place. Because you know as well as I do, the, both of you lads know that we have, if you were a heroin addict, you know, maybe 30, 40 years ago when we didn't really know what heroin was, you know, then you couldn't really blame those people. But nowadays, people who are taking heroin clearly know the the really bad effects that it has. And you have to ask yourself the question, why in God's name would you take something which you know you're going to become a junkie? Your life has to be pretty shitty to want to exchange that for that. Okay, and I
1: I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, uh, that, you know, things have to be fairly bad for, uh, you know, somebody to go down the road of taking a drug like heroin or whatever the case may be. However, yeah. you're, you're kind of skirting away from the issue of uh, the conversation and that is that yeah. drug addicts have destroyed and continue to destroy our city centre. It is far worse now than it was uh, back in the 80s when the heroin yeah, epidemic right. was vicious in Dublin. I saw two drug addicts a couple of weeks ago beating the living shit out of each other on uh, one of the bridges in the city centre. Um, Cable Street Bridge and one of them swinging a bloody chain at the other fella blocking traffic in the middle of the street and they were both out of their heads. Now, yeah, I don't want yeah. to have to I, see that. I've, seen, mean.
4: Sober people, I've okay. seen sober people do that.
1: Uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is that a lot of the antisocial behaviour that we witness in Dublin City Centre is drug addicts. Yeah. Now, what is your okay, solution I, to clean that up?
4: There we go. Yes, exactly. Okay, so my solution, I would rather know um, Jeremy's solution for this because I can guarantee you both of our solutions are the exact same thing. But
2: okay, so J- Jeremy, Jeremy, what's, why your, what's solution? your solution to uh, to deal with this? What's my solution? Well, boy, I'm not a drug star. Yeah. I, I don't claim to have a have a solution. All I'm saying is something has to be done because. Oh, what
4: my... would you do, Jeremy? Come on, come on, you're put in charge. It's, it's a hypothetical conversation. There's no responsibility at the end.
2: I I would start arresting drug addicts for vagrancy um, when you see them hanging around the city centre and they're being a nuisance. Um, And you you see it all the time. You see, you can't walk up Henry Street... Uh, w- without seeing us, and it is put it this way: my so is, so your solution, arrest uh, him so, with you. yeah, that's what I was about to say. So your solution to the uh, be, behavior like of like, drug addicts is to so go around and uh, round them so all so up, you, arrest them. You ask for a solution, and I give you one, you're, you're you're shooting it down No, no, no,
4: no. I I'm okay. I'm I'm with you so far. Thumbs up. So arresting would a view to.
1: Sorry, you there, Steve? Yeah,
4: can you hear me? Oh yeah sorry.
2: Go on, say that again.
4: Yeah, so arrest them with a view to doing what? After well, first arrested.
2: of all, my, my kid, and I've told the story before, a couple of months ago, my kid witnessed somebody injecting into their groin up by the, uh, heading up towards uh, Cable Street on the far yep. side of the Liffey. Now, that person should be behind bars uh, for doing something like that. Because I can tell you, if I pulled down my, my, my trousers down to my ankles uh, tomorrow uh, in the city centre, I'd be arrested straight away. So taking drugs in a... Yeah, book- okay, excellent. So incarceration is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. And, okay, so what's your solution?
4: Okay. okay, mine would be incarceration with mandatory, you know, drug rehabilitation. And why not? That is a uh, perfect thing to okay, do. But, uh,
1: you, you say mandatory. You can't force yeah. somebody to uh get off drugs. You can when they're in prison. You can, you can when they're in what prison do you do? And make Not- sure there's no
4: drugs in there. There's no drugs allowed in prison, first of all. I know, but there's lots of drugs in prison. Absolutely, absolutely. But we have to crack down on that. We have to change things. But so the best scenario in this would be to be arrest the people, put them into a prison that's a clean prison where there's no drugs available and put them on the right tracks because they're going to get out now. And you wanna get you wanna make sure that they get out when they they get out there clean and they have job prospects and all that stuff. If not, they will just go back and do that same crap again.
1: As I said, you can't force somebody off drugs. You need to want to get off drugs. No, you need yeah. to want yeah. to get yeah. off you drugs.
4: Can. Okay, for, first of all, there's a lot of people who do go into prison and um, because drugs in certain prisons are not widely available, but they, they, they do end up coming off of drugs. That happens all the time.
1: Okay, well, they, we, we, we Const- Constance, there's the solution. Round them up, chuck them all into a prison and get them off drugs.
3: Not yeah. all of them will want to get off drugs. That's though. what I just said. That's a f- that's a fact. So now I'm not going to I'm not going to turn around and say all drug ad- drug addicts won't get off drugs or they can't. Some of them will turn their lives around. You see it all the time. Uh, people that have been on drugs and they manage to turn their life around. They end up working. They have their own place to live and they get their life together. But there's other drug addicts that will just, they'll go to prison. Then as soon as they're out, they'll go back on drugs. And the vicious circle starts all over again. Okay,
4: yeah. Okay, okay. So here's the thing. What you're saying is you can't force people to come off of drugs. What I'm saying is if you lock a person up and make sure that there are no drugs available, that is forcing a person to come off of drugs. Whether it's a six-month or a year sentence, whatever it is, the crime that they commit, you know, or if it's just a case that they're on drugs, yeah, mandatory, you must go behind bars until you're clean. And that's the way the justice system should work. We shouldn't be allowing drug addicts on the streets of Dublin. It's dangerous for them, it's dangerous for us. It's just a bad situation.
1: So yeah,
3: your well, in solution... In solution in in uh, standard, there needs to be more guards around. I agree.
1: Anguish. Yeah, I totally agree. There's not enough guards uh, around. Not, but, the,
3: guard, the guards are always around when you don't need them. They're never there when (laughs) there's drug deals going on in Dublin City. Never. Okay, uh, Steve,
1: I'm, inter- I'm interested in how your argument has kind of changed a little bit because initially you were saying God love them, have a heart, and now you're saying round yeah. them up, throw them into a cell, and force them off No, drones. Hold on
4: a second, hold on a second, hold on a second, Hazen. Don't put boards into my mouth and make it sound like I said something as awful as what the way you just stated it. What I'm basically saying is that they need to be incarcerated. I never said that would be a prison situation. I said incarceration. Okay. Whether that's some sort of facility that's a dry house where there's no alcohol available whatsoever, something would have to be created for that because going into general population in the prison is clearly not going to work for Clearly not. But if you're an addict, there must be some sort of medical facility that you can be incarcerated in, for God's sake, for six months, a year, whatever it takes to get this person off of the drugs. Okay. Not so, uh, the
2: Barrett, okay, stay
1: stay there for one second if you can please. I wanna bring in this WhatsApp voice note from John. How are you doing, lads?
5: Good topic today. Yeah, I was just listening there. Um people who are making public nuisances on the streets should be Sentence or ordered into into a rehab. I know it sounds draconian but um, I mean It's been toward 30, I'm 35 now and it's been since my whole lifetime. There's been a problem with with drugs in in Dublin um, And I think it's just time that people We're we're actually watching these people kill themselves on the side of the streets when they get to that level um, I'm not saying that everybody that's taken a joint or has, has tr- tried a line of coke should be thrown into a rehab absolutely not these people that everybody knows they can't stand anymore on the streets that are literally uh before the death's door like and um i think these people should actually be helped and put into rehab and if anybody wants to come with a financial argument like we're paying for them anyway in our health system so i mean i just don't see why yeah like it would solve so much problems you know it starts with a lot of starts with a mental illness and everybody knows that and it is sad to see and i'm not against Uh, these people per se it's just sad that everybody else has to feel uncomfortable and 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 um, when they're going shopping or out into the city and it's just it's terrible to watch it's actually just terrible to watch people trying to kill them, like literally killing themselves so I just think it's time that people um, were put into rehab or something you know, um, maybe for a couple of months and a judge can decide um, the gravity of or how long um, somebody would be put into rehab One, you'd be helping the person and I just think it's the right way to go
3: It's Ireland's
0: most talked about podcast the only podcast with live callers and live debates It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy
1: Celia, you're on. Opinions matter. Hi, Celia. Hello there. How are you? Uh, good, thanks, Celia. Well, what's, what's your view on this? Have drug addicts destroyed Dublin city centre?
6: Well, I don't think the um, idea of putting them into jail is going to be any do any good.
1: No, I, I don't myself.
6: No, you know, I think there's more drugs in jail than there is outside.
1: Now, uh, uh, one of the things that Steve was arguing is he's not necessarily talking about jail, but a facility where drug addicts get rounded up off the streets and thrown into this facility until they get clean, basically.
6: But they can't even organise the place where they can go... And use the needles. You know the safe place to use needles. Well,
1: the We're objection, yeah, the obj- d- the objection to that primarily it's, is from it, a primary school, uh, school. Uh, uh, around the corner. Yeah,
6: they need to need to go into somewhere where they're going to be away from drugs. In jail definitely isn't just isn't going to be the answer.
1: No, I agree with you. Um, mind you, that's not what Steve was arguing. He was saying that we need to pull. If uh, Steve, you talking about forcing people into?
4: yes treatment basically absolutely 100%
1: I wonder yes, what they, they want to go
4: yeah but it doesn't matter whether is they, it do, they do or they, they don't
6: at some it's point expensive. I, I,
4: I, I, of, course, of course it's going to be very expensive but I mean life is expensive you know we, we can't just turn away a person because they're a drug addict you know their life is still worth something clearly okay you know, so you,
7: you,
1: you believe you believe that we were able to throw money at uh, COVID we should be able to throw money at this as well
4: Yeah. Again, we could clean this problem up very easy because it's not like there's hundreds of thousands of people that have to be treated here. You know, it's not a huge, huge number, and we could squash that number very quickly. We could cut it in half if we just implemented something as long as, as far as what I'm saying. But you know, I have a question, Jeremy. Do you disagree with the form of incarceration that I'm talking about, or would you be okay with that?
2: I think I'd be okay with that. Uh, whatever gets, did, and then, it, but sorry, does people? Is it amazing? Yeah,
4: that, that that the two of us. You're doing it for one reason because you hate the fuckers. Where I'm doing it because I have compassion. But we bo- we both still agree that we want the same thing for them. I never said
2: I hate the fuckers. So don't be putting words in my mouth. I never said I hate uh, junkies. Just, yeah, you done. Uh, I, I I think they've tried. Yeah, you did. You said it before. I've saw her. I've said it before. Oh yeah, fine. find me the recording. Where, where is okay, it? Okay, let me ask on a, practi-
1: on a practical level. You're talking about the solution to this is to round up drug addicts and force treatment on them. Yeah. Yeah. My argument is okay. in your uh, words. The, yeah. yeah. My argument is you cannot force somebody to uh, give up something that they're addicted to. They may want but to get off. But we're already
4: doing that.
1: How are we already doing that?
4: Because we're in- we're incarcerating people who are on drugs in a clean environment. There are some prisons where drugs are very uh, difficult to get in. So therefore, we're forcing them to go clean.
1: Okay, stay there for one second if you can, please. Our number is 85 if you want to send us a WhatsApp voice note. I've been asked, uh, Steve, to play uh, this voice
7: note for you. Steve, back on there, giving the loads about everybody. Like, you want to get these addicts brought into centres and all? Arrested and brought into centres? The country can't even cope with what a it has.
1: All right, I don't really know what his uh, what his beef is there. Can you make head or tail of that beef?
4: Uh, he's clearly implying that we don't have the money to do this right now because there's bigger things. I think that's what he's saying. But either way, look, we have a ton of problems to go to solve. You know, this just may be another one that we can solve and nip it in the bud now and save ourselves trouble. You know, twenty years down the line.
1: Okay, stay there for a moment. Let me bring in
7: Owen's opinion. Oh yeah, lads, massive fan of the show here now. On the subject you're saying, I work in a car park in the city centre and all I deal with on a daily basis is junkies, heroin addicts all coming in, pissing, shitting, leaving fucking... Tin file and everything around the place, it does be a nightmare to say the least. And even then, we're about five minutes away from a guard station. And this just to talk about your other topic the other day about the buses in Tala where it's like we need more guard stations around the place. And I can tell you now, I could be sitting there after getting threatened by junkies for trying to kick them out of the place. And we have a guard station about five minutes away, and I could be waiting two and a half hours on them so that's just the way that's just the way it is it's like you know, no matter how many times you get rid of them or the guards actually put the effort in and start coming through the car park to kick them out it'll last for a few weeks the guards will stop coming around and the junkies will start moving back in again And it just doesn't stop.
1: All right, Owen, thanks very much, Neve, for your message. And I want to uh, mention something else. We've been contacted uh, constantly over the last number of weeks by uh, a couple of residents from Oliver Bond Flats in uh, Dublin City Centre. Uh, They email us regularly. They send us videos regularly of what's become like a shopping centre for drugs in Oliver Bond Flats in the city. Here's the problem, though none of these residents will talk to us. We have reached out over and over and over again to all of the people who've contacted us, and none of them will uh, speak
2: to us because they're afraid of the drug addicts. I don't know what we can, we can't do anything for them if they don't and talk to us other than highlight the fact, that, but you're saying that there's a drug problem in Oliver Bond flats is like saying that the sky is blue in the summer. No, but it, the it.
1: videos that we've been sent show queues of people waiting to buy their drugs and all of that. It's become like oh, a it's shopping the, centre. Yeah, it's um, But <clears throat> again, as we said, there is very little we can do to highlight this other than me saying it now uh, without residents being prepared to speak out. What do you hear what John witnesses on a regular basis? Well, John, tell me, what do you witness on a regular basis?
0: Well, geez, I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> I could write a script on it, what I see every day.
1: Go on, it, give me an uh, idea then.
0: I, I was in, I'll tell you where it was. Do you know the Abbey Theatre stop, Abbey Street?
1: Yep, it was only mentioned a couple of minutes ago, beside the Lewis stop there.
0: That, that's the one, yeah. I was in there on Monday. I was doing a job, and um, I seen lads, <clears throat> two lads at the back of my van. Were, in the back of my van, the could be. Fifteen, twenty thousand pounds 20000 gear At any time like, And uh, I seen him and I said what, what are these two boys doing And uh, they were in the doorway Right in front of my van Obviously my van was used As a shield And uh, there they were As plain as day Both of them with needles And his mate was there As you can see in the picture He was borderline Holding him up How he could shoot Into his foot It's about five o'clock in the
1: day My God
2: but, Just to say We're looking at the picture Now you sent us And I'm just looking at it Up close and yeah, in the doorway of this lane. Where is that laneway, by the way? It's just, just in off Abbey Street uh, there.
0: In the, kind of the, the back entrance of the Abbey Theatres.
2: So I, I usually go in the back entrance yeah. of uh, well these yeah. places. That,
1: that photograph uh, we are using as the yeah. thumbnail for this uh, podcast because it just gives people an idea of what you witness. And let, well, let me ask you then, uh, John, what do you think is the solution to this?
0: That's the million-dollar question, isn't it? What is the solution? Because I'm sure there's people behind the scenes or whatever, children of government things like that, have tried everything. But I do speak to people that are like, like, mainly go into the likes of uh, pubs and things like that, and there could be in a couple of shops here and there. And I was chatting, only, only today, I was in the laugh Lounge today, and I was chatting to the owner of the laugh Lounge, and he said, me, are you parked? And I'll be on the back, and I said, yeah, I am, yeah? Please don't park there. He said, uh, because you'll have to come in and out with the gear I says yeah why?" Well, he says because I can't keep this door open for more than 10 seconds he says if that door's open they just flock in it's unbelievable he says um, and they hide so especially during the day they, he said they'd hide in the back and they, they'd hide somewhere for 2-3 hours the, and then you, once you hear no, nobody around they start rummaging the place and then when it opens, open somebody comes in at 5 o'clock sure, if they're that out ahead they just stroll out the front door nearly he was saying like it's carnage but again what, what's that last name Steven, is it?
7: Uh,
1: Steve yeah
0: he was saying about putting them in, in prisons and whatever else. Now, um, well, you know, you ask at the start. He says, "Have you got one living in your house?" And, I, I was and the answer, the answer and is
1: no Yeah, the answer is no
0: Yeah, I, I live in Walkenstown myself, right? And I've seen over the last couple of weeks there People protesting in schools And friends living in Perimeter and things I think you touched on it last week or the week before mate. You did? But uh, do you know, I can guarantee you now If you look at junkies that are looking to get clean, right? And actually genuine junkies that want to get clean If they knocked on 10 people's houses I guarantee you now 10 people will say no to letting them into the house, right? Because you just don't know. Like are he look at the equilibrium, are he looking at just what they say? But if like if they with this fella here, Stephen has all the ideas in his head and he's not willing to help there's no no room in his house like someone don't come on and say, Oh, this is what we should do with this is do something about it. Like don't go to your local T D, go to a local, co- local councillor and speak about it. Don't come on to a show and say, oh, let's do this and let's do that when really realistically, when this conversation is finished, you're going to go about your day, and you're not going to give another thing, or another thought about junkies in town. It's only because it's on the on the radio now. So he's probably sitting at home listening. To it. That's the only reason why
1: he's an opinion on it. If okay, it, so, it, so let me ask thing you thing then, thing John. Thing you heard uh, Damien hasn't worked in, hasn't <laughs> been in the city much over the last number of years. Got a new job in the city centre, and says uh, since he was last there, it is destroyed by drug addicts. Is that an exaggeration, yeah. or is it, is it accurate?
0: I no, it, it is being destroyed But not just drug addicts Like I mean The amount of anti-social behaviour That's going on in town Between young lads 15 up to 19, 20 that, that, That's also terrifying People going to town Why would you fucking Go into Henry Street around? Not a chance Especially around Christmas time There it was like a jungle Like you anyway, know, it's so packed the, the shops are And all Henry Street Mary Street Be packed Like I mean God knows what will go on like. And it's not just junkies That do it. Like I understand that there's a lot, a lot of junkies in there. There is a lot of them. I see them as I said every day to people. Like this business of your man wants to lock them all up. Like you're not fucking cheap. Hired them all up and do this. Not plain cheap. Like there's somebody's be soil at the end of the day. I they, know, but uh, gonna... by, by your own
1: admission and with your photograph, the thumbnail of this podcast. Oh yeah, uh, they no, are. They are causing awful issues in the city.
0: Oh no, yeah, no, I know that. No, geez, that's what I'm saying. Like points like, the force bears to say, yeah, causing uh, things But as your man was saying, like he was speaking them like they were, they were animals. I like, uh, heard them up They're not like I mean, They are people And I understand There's probably 8 out of every 10 of them don't want to get help like, I mean, like I've like, witnessed my own A good friend of mine His sister When we were growing up Was addicted to heroin And she tried everything Everything to get off Get off heroin She had a child And the child was borderline Being taken over And she changed her life around now The lovely house now I think she's engaged To be married and she, like, she was 10 years on heroin And she's a grand life now So there, there are people out there want to change but it's very very hard for them they haven't got the support to change like their mothers and fathers wash the hands of them stay there so, for one like second st- okay,
1: so I mean it is a very difficult situation stay there for one second if you can let me go to JP you're on Opinions Matter how are you?
8: how's the form, how are you? Good,
1: good thank you what did you want to say on this? Uh, well
8: basically pretty much what Stephen I, I'm agreeing with Stephen for the, for, oddly enough because I, I, I was an addict back when I was, I was younger and I'm 44 now and uh, I was put into a high support you know, and it was the best fucking thing for me that's being honest with you oh, well, it was, castration, proper order you know um, I, I, look and I know the way town's gone you know my sister you've seen her videos all over the years you know popping around TikTok and Facebook and whatever she had her demons she, she was an addict not a junkie I hate the fucking word junkie um, she was an addict and unfortunately, now you know, she, she lost her life there in December, not by drugs, but by jumping in the fucking Liffey. Um, you know, the, the, she was so roughed up in drugs, it was unbelievable. And every time she was ringing for the rehabilitation centres, there was a long waiting list. Uh, she had to be clean, she had to be this, she had to be that. Her head was so fucked up mentally that she couldn't communicate with what they were asking her for to get into the centers in the first place. And that's what people are forgetting. Some of these addicts are mentally, mentally screwed fucking up. They don't know the left to the right. Do you know what I mean? And it's guidance they need. And that's exactly what I'm agreeing with, with Steve in the first place. Is that maybe he worded it wrong, not round them up or whatever, like but yeah, definitely like a, some kind of a it's a, a stronger kind of a prison if they wanted it. You know so I
1: mean? let me go back to, to when you mm-hmm. were that addict, uh, or yeah. or even your sister before she uh, passed away, and I'm terribly sorry to hear that. Um, yeah. Rounding drug addicts up, if you had been rounded up and brought to this institution and forced to get clean, would that have worked?
8: Well, it did work. I was pretty much forced. I was forced into a high support unit. I didn't walk into it. I was fucking dragged into it. Let's be honest with you. I didn't walk into it. I was in around sixteen years of age and it was the high support unit or it was a prison prison, in other words. St. Patrick's Institution. They were my options. By a judge. Simple as that. So, yeah, I, I was forced.
2: And
1: do you think this is something that we could do with more addicts?
8: The problem in the country is is the lack of the centres. Now, you, right. ring Ashery, you ring around to ASHRAE, you ring around to Kilmer, ring around to the Routon Centre, I'll guarantee they'll all say the same thing. Have you been clean in the last seven days? Mm-hmm. The last fourteen days? Oh no, you need to be clean for another two weeks because uh, you ring needle, they're all the same. So that's the problem, you know. what? Did, okay, what so, did Jeremy <laughs> say there? One point what, what, what five five billion? Yeah, it was has been spent, spent in
1: the last number of years.
8: Over, yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Now half of that, where's it going? It's going to fucking counsellors, psychiatrists. It's going to a, a wide range of wages the upkeep of buildings, ESB. So by the time it actually comes down to the addicts for help, it means fuck off. It means nothing. There's not enough centres. This is
1: the problem. Okay, so there's not enough centres and you need to be clean before you get into uh, many of the centres. So there is scope then for having some centre that some addicts that are causing awful antisocial behaviour in our city could be dragged to like you were.
8: Well, I would like look at <laughs> you can't really like I know it's still like, I, I get both sides here you can't fucking force it you can bring a no horse for no water but you can't make it drink it. do you know what I mean I'm getting the two sides of the argument here and the two sides of the coin but like realistically I, I know one or two addicts right now as I'm talking to you and one of them wants to get uh, get into recovery the other one doesn't do you know what I mean
1: and that was the point that I was making earlier on to uh, Steve that you cannot, generally speaking, force somebody off uh, off drugs because <laughs> they'll just lapse back into it again when they get back if they're not committed to getting off them. Just like for years, Jeremy, I smoked cigarettes. Nobody was able to
2: force me to stop smoking. It's something I had to do myself. I'm just looking at that photograph, lads, which is on our, our uh, the thumbnail for this podcast uh, that John sent. John is still on the other line. I'm looking at the photograph, John, that you sent. From the back of your van uh, up the laneway, shown two addicts, and one is injecting the other into the foot. And am I a bad person for feeling anger as soon as I see it? I don't feel pity. I don't have pity for these two individuals. I feel anger. I feel disgusted. Is that how you feel, John? Anger?
0: Yeah, it is. Like, well, I, you know what you know, said a couple of minutes ago? We spent 1.5 billion on. Uh, on treat- drug treatment And that was yes. last year Was it day Was it Yeah that's okay, right Okay yep. so even right. We look at that right And we're in the middle Of a housing crisis We're in the middle Of every crisis You can, you can come at like, I mean, But if we decided To say okay Well we're going to Focus on let's, We're going to put More centres in We're going to put More of this in We're going to put More of this. Like at the end of the day We're still going to have Junkies on the street And then If we haven't got the money To build houses and we're building drug treatment centres. We'll have people out on the street protesting about that because there's houses, no houses for people. So, like, it's just a merry-go-round. Like, we, if we decide to say, oh, we're going to focus now on drug treatment centres all over Ireland and help these people. And as I said, like, a lot of them do need, do want to be helped. But there's a lot of them out there that don't want to be helped.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, like, this, I mean, and this goes back to the point I was making, that you can't force somebody to take yeah. treatment.
0: Exactly. Like there's many times now, as that lad there said, said there uh, something his them. Said that he was he was on drugs and he's off them now. Whatever. Like, and there's there's one person. But when he was brought into that treatment centre, did he say to himself at 16 years of age, "I want to get off these drugs," or did he think, "Maybe I'll go in here. I'll do what the judge tells me. i should be out in a year. I'll be grand then. Like, I'll be able to do this. I'll be able to do that." Because we've all done it. Like, like um, uh, I do it even at home now with, me, with my wife. She's I "Do this." If no, you don't want to do it You do it to keep the peace but want, Absolutely yeah. If, yep. you if, you're, if you're told You're going to this centre For six months And it needs to be clean For six months In the back of your head You're not going to come out And say Oh this and that Brilliant happy days You're still going to go off, And you're those friends That you, you mixed around with I'm still going to be there. And that, and that was, right and that,
1: again, as I said, that is the point that I'm making. That you know, this whole thing of round them up, throw them uh, away <laughs> in, into a building, lock the key, um, it doesn't work unless a person is committed to it. Um, stay there for one second, if you can, please. Oh eight five eight two five twenty six twenty six is our uh, number. This is Jess.
3: Those donkeys, not Alex's donkeys. They have destroyed the city centre. They've done it for fucking years. They literally make the place look like a kid. And you want to clean them up? Put them all in jail.
1: Mm, okay. And uh, Robbie, I think Steve actually has a decent idea there, but it needs to go further. You need to be
6: offering them training and something to come out of prison. Um, you know, afterwards, if you if they come out of prison, exactly, uh, just you know, clean
1: up the droves, but in the same situation you were in before, they're going to just relapse. In fact, we have Robbie on the line. We'll talk to him in a sec.
0: Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy.
1: Now, Robbie, I played your message there a moment ago, and you were saying that while Steve's idea in theory isn't bad, it needs support afterwards.
6: Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. And as, as, as that previous call I was saying, he was going to the high support unit. Uh, you know, and he was and then he was talking about like, you know, people just not able to get into these centers without being cleaned. But you know, like a centre that has an area that does partly what Steve does, gives them you know, to get them the month or what I don't know how long they need to be cleaned for, gives them that period before then they can move into the centre. Where they can actually get the help they need, and then a further and then a further step along the line, where they get some training, education, whatever they need to help them reintegrate the society, and actually make a life for themselves. Because there's no point uh, getting, them, as I said, there's no point getting them all the drugs if they have if they come out of prison and have. Or, I know I shouldn't be calling the prison getting out of a facility, and then have nowhere to go afterwards.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. It has to have all that support. It has to have all the, the follow-up.
6: And as I said, regarding the money, um, it was, it you said, a billion over the past four, five years. Yes. That's uh, that's obviously a huge amount of money. Uh, but if you were to spend, the, if you were to put, let's say, a billion into it now to get something like that up and running, and it was to cost another billion over the next five years, how much would that save over the next 20 years?
1: A lot of money, absolutely, yeah. Um, so uh, you agree with the idea of putting more money into supporting addicts, getting them off their drugs, uh, which will have the net effect of saving us money in the long run, really.
6: I think so. Yeah, I mean, with, with alcoholics, you don't, you don't you don't you don't give up. You don't put alcoholics into a in, into a room. And give them points. Yeah, but give would them I, less points or a different type of alcohol?
2: Would I be right in saying again? I don't know. Uh, drugs have never touched my family, but would I be right in saying that it will be very rare? Okay, we're talking about just heroin. Forget forget about the other drugs. Heroin for the moment. That it'd be very rare for someone to get completely clean of heroin and then lead a fruitful life or they have a job or they get married I know it, does happen. Yeah. Does, does, it does happen of course no, it does no, absolutely
6: he, no, it, he is right really, is, it is
2: very rare I mean yeah, that, that guy John we've spoken to John before yeah, that's one caller agent that's what I'm saying yeah, yeah no, the, unless, uh,
1: well, no one said it's impossible it's not impossible I, I, would, so, imma, yeah. I, would, I would imagine this as rare as hen's teeth now no I actually know a guy who's a taxi driver who 20 years ago was a absolutely strung out of his head heroin addict really now he's driving a taxi yeah Yeah. because he's got because He's got his shit
6: together and I have nothing but huge respect for someone who has hit like you know and essentially that is probably hitting like rock bottom literally as low as you can get to still have the wherewithal to say fuck I don't like this anymore mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I wanna get out this shit but and, and, it's, and but then to say to say to yourself I wanna get out this shit but then have no support to do that
1: like, okay, so in other words, we need to... People
6: jumping out and jumping into uh, In, in into other
1: livings. words, we need to get serious about dealing with this problem and uh, and spend the money wisely and offer the support afterwards. Let me squeeze in Bonnie.
3: Hey, us, lads. Um, I completely agree with Steve. Like, they'd have no problem sectioning people under the Mental Health Act, but people who are drug addicts clearly have some sort of mental health issue and they should be put into some sort of... Uni, not necessarily jail, but to help them. Like, for I actually agree with Steve for once.
1: OK, and uh, this is Eddie.
2: Listen, lads, there's been a heroin problem in Dublin for the past 30 years, possibly longer, and we'll still be having the same problem in another 30 years. You can't
7: force people into these places to dry out and to say, we'll do this, we'll do that. It has to be done with their own free will. And if they don't want to do it because they're strung out and they like the buzz of that...
1: Then you're fighting a dead battle It's just not going to work Absolutely And that was the point that I've been making all along uh, Eddie You cannot round up drug addicts Hope they're going to stay off the drugs Because when they get back out Of wherever it is that you put them uh, A lot of them will just go back to their old ways
2: I just think Looking at the comments on social media I just think people are at the end of their tether now I think people are just fed up They love their city centre I mean you look at this the, um, The Cleary's they put the clock back up. You know, the Cleary's clock is back. Mm-hmm. And that's gone. millions and millions are going to be spent uh, on Cleary's. They're going to turn into, what, a hotel and shops, the whole lot. What is the point when people will not go into the city centre? My mother, if I, I'll give you very quickly. My mother, as an example, was someone that for years would always go into the city centre. Now, when I say the city centre, I mean, O'Connell Street and Henry Street, uh, she'd go into Cleary's and all that. She stopped doing that about 15 years ago purely because... The anti-social element that was in the city centre. I, I know some of you don't want to hear this, but it's the truth. Dublin city centre. And I mean from Trinity College all the way up to the Matter Hospital, I suppose. So from Trinity College to the Matter Hospital is a fucking dive. And it is. And if, if you don't believe me, get up off your arse now. And take a walk. Okay, but is that all down to drug
1: addicts? No. No, it's not. That's why I didn't mention. And the biggest problem, uh, from my point of view, in Dublin City is the lack of visible policing. And until that is sorted, we're never going to clean up Dublin City. But
2: there's something that's as rare as hen's teeth. Yeah, that's the point. A (laughs) policeman in the city centre.
1: All right, that's it from this latest edition of Opinions Matter. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you did, please hit subscribe or follow. If you're listening on Spotify, click the little bell icon, and that way you'll be notified every time we upload uh, a new podcast. Thanks very much indeed for listening, and we will catch you on
0: the next one. Bye-bye.
7: Opinions matter. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.